This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Welcome to another episode of the Front Row Material brand. My name is Mike Freeland and as always I am joined by my two colleagues. He's follically challenged and he lives in Pennsylvania. His name is The Rit. The Ritster and his tag team partner Coming in from Canada, his name is Mr. Butt. Mr. Butt, gentlemen, how you guys doing? I'm doing well, Freeland. How are you, Bud? 
I got no complaints, no complaints whatsoever. Um, however, I do want to get into a discussion with you guys about maybe a tiff I had with some other people on social media today. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that, but um, people were calling me a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. So anyway, we'll get oh, into that. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I can only imagine it has to do with you hopping on the WWE bus. No, I know I'm not hopping on the WWE bus. I, I'm just I'm being fair and impartial, and I very much still show a lot of love and respect for uh, the people in the WWE. But first, to be impartial. Tonight we're going to be talking about Tony Khan uh, making the edict today that they are not going to make any any more uh, grants for releases at all under any conditions whatsoever. We're going to talk about Malachi Black. Uh, he finally um, went on social media and he confirmed his status with AEW and also with Buddy Murphy as well. What's going on with the Raw ratings? Why are things so high right now? We're going to break that down. And we're also going to be talking about Soraya. She is obviously new with AEW, formerly known as Paige. She joined the company. She showed up at Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe last week. And you know what? We're going to talk a little Bobby Fish. Uh, there was rumors going around about Bobby Fish and the Undisputed Elite. We're going to go ahead and talk about those, and hopefully we're able to squash some of those. But with before we go into all that, first of all, Rit, what's going on in your life, my friend? Not much, man. Just uh, just catching up on wrestling. Uh, trying to trying to decode uh, the White Rabbit. I, I I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of intrigued, but. And deep down, my gut's telling me we're all disappointed, and it's just Cody Rhodes. Well, the Butster, are you familiar with all this White Rabbit talk? Are you familiar with all this? Okay. So, Ritster, yeah. before we, we go down the rabbit hole, if you will, uh, explain a little bit about what's going on with the White Rabbit. So, not only Butt, but anybody else who's listening who's not 100% sure what's going on. Uh, man, just uh, WWE, before some live events, they've been... You know, the lights go out, there's as stuff turns red. Uh, there's a QR code that you scan with your phone. So it's kind of kind of get a little little hip, a little high techish, you know. Uh, and then there's you scan the QR code, it takes you to a website, and there there's been different things uh happening uh with everything, you know. There was a uh what a white rabbit some flames you got to get them to the door and you know people were trying to code it as you know trying to let me in with the fiend uh there was a there was another one a little hangman one where uh what was what was the that one i'm trying the, to remember what that one was um uh, who, who killed me and it says you did Basically, like they're, that. they're trying to speculate and drop these hints that Bray Wyatt's going to be coming back to the WWE. Um, whether it's in the form of The Fiend or whether it's in the form of Bray Wyatt, that's what the speculation is right now. So everyone is believing that there's going to be this big buildup to him coming back. It was seen on social media today that he was seen working out somewhere once again. I'm sure people work out for many different reasons. Doesn't necessarily mean they're coming back to wrestling. But all these teases and they've been playing uh they've been playing that song at a lot of house shows as well and when the lights go out the lights go out and then everyone gets their cell phones out and they're the fireflies again so with that being said okay uh here we go we got our first person here's chiming in uh the zip code 04062 is referring to Wyndham um so once again Wyndham Rotunda 
obviously Bray Wyatt's real name. This, I think, obviously, they are pointing to Bray Wyatt coming back. Let me throw it to the butt. But is this a big deal to you if Bray Wyatt were to come back? Absolutely. I like Bray Wyatt, but he's got to come back as Bray Wyatt. Not the Firefly Funhouse guy. Uh, I want him to actually come back to Bray Wyatt. Give me a minute. Technical difficulties. Yeah, if he comes back to Bray Wyatt, it'd be fantastic. When they had that whole swamp gimmick going, that was amazing. He was creepy as all get out. But he's good in the ring. Why not bring him back? You know, he got a bit of a raw deal last time. Well, no pun intended with the raw, but it should have been done better. If they bring him back, it'll help. The ratings are up. Keep going. It'll be a brilliant move. The Ritster, uh, I know you're a Bray Wyatt fan. I know that already. So what's your thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, obviously, it's all things are pointing to, to Bray Wyatt coming back. And this is not a Vince WWE decision move. This clearly mm-hmm. would be a Triple H Stephanie. So they're not going to pull the rug out from underneath you. I don't feel like they're going to do that. Do you feel like agreeing with Butt that this is a big deal? Or do you feel like it would be a pop short term, but then obviously it would cool off pretty quickly? Uh, you need some more main event stars and Bray Wyatt is definitely main event. He can boost your ratings. Uh, he can boost the talent, some more great matches he has. Uh, I'm hoping that it's not something, you know, that everybody's hoping for. And all of a sudden, you know, we get a huge left turn. That'd be a little disappointing. Uh, I am Dwayne, you know, sit there and says that the zip code, uh, I was in Wyndham, Maine. Man, you want to know how funny it would be is if just for a little ha-ha, he-he. Barry that... shows up? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, I was talking about Bo Dallas. Oh. Bo Dallas wasn't bad, just for the record. He wasn't terrible. I actually like Bo Dallas. Yeah, you, got, I, you got a Bo leave, right? Yeah. You know, the, right. the, that there would be one heck of a chuckle. You know, and then all of a sudden the lights would come out and then, you know, Bray Wyatt would, would come out. For me personally, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the, the Bray Wyatt character kind of got stale. That's why they went to the Fiend character. And then I feel like people started to turn on the Fiend character because it was too cartoony, too gimmicky. I, I think a lot of people like myself, agreed that it became too much. The the lights going down during his matches, it being red, uh, the sledgehammer with the whole clown aspect of it. I think that that would fit more 1993, 1994. But if he comes back just as Bray Wyatt, I think it could be very interesting to see what he can do. Obviously, he hasn't been in the ring for, what, about a year now? A little over a year? Mm -hmm. There's still plenty of tread on the tire. Um, There's people that he could have matches with that he didn't previously have the opportunity to have. And now, I think, would be a good time to bring him in. Raw's ratings are are really good right now. They're they're pulling solid two-and-a-halves. SmackDown is getting closer to the three. I feel like this is we're on the precipice of another big boom in the company right now. And I feel like with Cody Rhodes soon to be coming back, which we'll talk about that later. There's no timetable for him yet. But when he comes back and then you're going to throw eventually Braun Breaker into the mix, I think that's going to go over really well. Um, I was just never a big fan of Bray Wyatt. I guess maybe that's maybe the point. I never really got the connection that he had with people so maybe you guys can fill me in let's go to the rit rit what was the real appeal you would say for fans with bray wyatt 
Oh man, it, it was the the whole fan interaction. Like I I believe the more times a the audience can interact with a wrestler, it makes them feel like they're part of the show. You know what I mean? Uh, as soon as the, the lights went out and 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 that that banjo, you know, his music came on, like everybody turned, got their f- cell phones out, you know. They, they started swaying them. Oh man, I can remember. Uh, it, it gave me goosebumps. The when he was uh, going against Cena, and man, like the, he had the whole entire arena chanting and singing along. You have the whole world in his hands. Like man, p- people love that, and he could sit there and talk his ass off in the mic. And you know, he, it, it was just just. I feel it was more of a once once people started feeling like they could connect and be a part of him, you know, it, it went through the roof. Like that's why a lot of people loved him. No, I mean I can definitely see where you're coming from and where butts coming from. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority when it comes to to Bray Wyatt himself. Um, I thought he was good. He's definitely a talented wrestler. Comes from a talented family. Um, as far as the swamp guy character, I thought that was fine. I thought it was like a more of a modern day Skinner. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a big, big Steve Kearns fan. So I like the, the character Skinner. We'll just have to wait and see how much of an impact this has. I mean, keep in mind, CM Punk had a big impact on AEW and he had been gone for seven years. So once again, Bray Wyatt is a former WWE champion. We'll see what he does, but it looks like all fingers and all uh, directions are pointing at it being Bray Wyatt. With that being said, that kind of brings me into this this next kind of topic here. Why do we think their ratings, meaning Raw and SmackDown, or even SmackDown specifically, because it's getting the higher of the two shows, why are the ratings so damn high? Is it because they have such a star-studded lineup, or is it because the creative is better, or do you feel like fans are flocking to it because it's non-Vince, if you will? What do we think is the main reason why? I'm going to go throw it to the butt first. What's, what's your take on, is there just one reason or might there be multiple? I'm going to say creative is probably doing a little better with it. And yeah, people are curious. It, it's a completely new era. We got It's run by Triple H and, and Stephanie. I assume she's still in there uh, pulling some strings along the way. People are interested. Triple H comes from you know great background. He was, he was a bloody good wrestler. Very entertaining. He's bringing some new life, new ideas to it. And it's it's over like Rover. He's doing a great job. They should keep going. Hopefully, they'll keep going there. And like I said, it'll be a, a new precipice. That's a really fancy word for me. And it's just, uh, it keeps going and, and the sky's the limit. And it, it's just great for all wrestling fans. Because you would assume it'll make AEW up their game a little bit and ripple effect on everybody else. And, we're all going to win on that. It's fantastic. Ritster, what do you think if you had to point to one specific thing? Or, may, or maybe in, in a lot of situations, it's never just one thing. It's it's a multitude of things. Do you think this Vince is gone wave of momentum is just kind of a honeymoon phase in that it will be brought back down to earth? Or do you think there is going to be another big boom? And And if so, what do you think are some of the reasons why? Uh, one thing is Triple H is in touch with the with the audience. That's something that people were saying Vince has lost touch with for years now. 
Triple uh, H has a as a close, you know, a, a close vibe with them, where he knows what kind of what they want, what they're looking for, what they can give them. Uh, you never know, you know, for the since SummerSlam, you don't know who's coming back and who's not. Uh, we just seen on Monday Night Raw last night Candice La, uh, Larue coming back, and uh, you know, no, nobody even knew anything about that. Like, so you gotta, you kind of, it's kind of like WCW in a way, where once Scott Hall made the jump, and then Nash did, everybody turned in to see who was jumping next, because you, because you never knew, you know. So Triple H, I think has his has his hand on the pulse, and he's gonna keep riding this momentum, and keep pushing what the fans want to see that they've been wanting to see for years now and didn't get the opportunity to. No, I agree with you on that. I think it's I think it's a multitude of things. I think that they are happy. It almost feels like, you know, uh, the evil substitute school teacher is now gone and the regular teacher's back and now everybody can kind of be a little bit more relaxed and, and enjoy themselves. I do think things are going to go well. I'm still surprised. Um, and once again, this is not me being a hater, but this is me saying I don't really understand the fascination with the bloodline. I don't understand the fascination with um, Sami Zayn. So it's one of those things where it's like maybe I just don't get it. I don't necessarily find that whole story to be that interesting. What would you say You both you guys can jump in on this one? is appealing about SmackDown when it comes to that specific group. To me, the bloodline doesn't do anything for me. I'm not a fan of Roman. I'm not a fan of the Usos. Talented, but doesn't do it for me. However, I think Sami Zayn's amazing. He could do anything, and I'll watch him wrestle. I just think he is fantastic. Very talented. He's got that quirky gimmick, foolishness he goes on with, but he can wrestle too. And don't forget, when he was uh, El Generico, him and well, Kevin Steen were pulling off some great matches. This is very true. Very right? good point. So, I mean, Sami Zayn, unfortunately, doesn't get featured as the wrestler. He probably should. But he's still, anytime he's on, I'll watch it. I'm, maybe I'm a little bit biased, too. but Because he's uh, he's Canadian? Pretty much. <laughs> Ritz- so I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with that. You have... Pride in your country, your countrymen. Rit, what's your thoughts on the whole concept of, first of all, the bloodline and whatnot? Are you into that, or is it other aspects that make you interested in SmackDown? Uh, well, well, first thing with the bloodline, I don't know who's – I would love to personally know who's booking their segments because something has changed to where they're more, they're more appealing mm-hmm. for me. Uh, that one from this past SmackDown, when you know Roman was going off on Sami Zayn, saying you're never wear that shirt again, and then you know the one Uso went and ripped the shirt off, and you know it, it kind of drew you in. It's like, ooh, what? Wait, what's gonna happen? And then, oh, because we got you a new T-shirt. You know, it, it, it was it was kind of I, I, I want to say it's better it's better segments with them. I don't know if Paul. Heyman's got his hand in that, you know, to, to make them more appealing. Uh, and I think another thing that's helping out, the more that we're hearing about stuff now, 
it's kind of more like, man, like they're just waiting for that WrestleMania match. And Roman's has is having some great matches. Just has some great matches with McIntyre. Uh, they're putting him in there. And now with Logan Paul. So that's telling everybody that usually a guy like The Miz is the one thrown in with the higher celebrity guy. But now they're feeling, oh, Roman's comfortable enough. He can make Logan Paul look good, uh, but still come out on top. So they're putting a lot of trust in Roman. Uh, and he's taking the ball and running with it. Like, I kind of like I kind of like it now better with the heel Roman than every, when Vince was shoving him down our throats as the baby face Roman. No, I mean, I don't think you're wrong on that. I think that he's definitely evolved. He's gotten better as a performer. He's clearly gotten better on the microphone as well. Now, as far as the other aspects of why SmackDown does so well, I think in a lot of ways, Roman has stepped up his game. Sheamus has stepped up his game tremendously. Sheamus is getting over like you wouldn't believe. I mean, he's really kind of Sheamus kind of like reinvented himself again. He, he, he kind of he kind of dropped it down to that next gear, and he's like, "Hey, don't forget, I'm still here." Well, and you can't also forget mm -hmm. Gunther as well. Gunther is an amazing uh, Intercontinental Champion. I think he's doing great. You know, they brought they brought Top Dollar back. I think that's going to be a huge deal. Uh, of course, Xavier Woods is still on the show. We still don't know what's going to be happening with Big E. We're still going to have to find out about that. But you still got Madcap Moss, who I feel like is really, really strong as well. Can't forget Shinsuke Nakamura. So there's so many different people. And not to mention, what are we going to see with, um, oh, I just said his name before, uh, NXT champion. Um, uh, Braun Breaker. Breaker. Yeah, where is he going to turn up at when he goes to the main roster? And I think that their women's division on SmackDown is really good as well. So I think SmackDown's got a lot going for them right now. I really uh, do. I kind of think the SmackDown women's division is better than the Raw's. Well, let, let, let's break that down then. So on Raw, you have Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Now we have Candice LeRae, mm -hmm. uh, Dakota Kai, Dana Brooke, uh, Dewdrop. Eero Shirai, I'm not going to change saying her name to the other one. Uh, Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley, and Zelina Vega, and Tamina Snuka. So those are the women that you have on Raw as of right now. But I think that's still a really good group of women right there. They're it, damn it, good. It, it's a tremendous group, but how much TV time are you actually giving them? But see, there's the other thing. How much TV time are you giving, and how many people, honestly, weekly, on three-hour show, how many women's matches do you think you're probably going to have? I would say no more than one two tops so that means okay if it's a singles match two singles matches that's only four people okay two tag matches that's eight people but you're not gonna you're probably not gonna have that on a raw so you're looking mainly at your people like bailey who's now back um obviously becky lynch is going to get shown a lot bianca belair now Candice LeRae's the new the new kid on the block. Not to say that she's new to the company, but she's new to being here on the Raw brand. I think she's going to get featured a lot. Dakota Kai is definitely going to get featured a lot. I mean, she just got brought back by Triple H as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's almost the AEW situation where you have so many people and so little time to show them in. Um, but Triple H was really big on the the May Young Classic and the Women's mm -hmm. Revolution. He was behind it, so. It's a good roster, but do we think that some people might get left 
by the wayside just because there's only so much time. That always happens, though. When your roster is bloated like it is, whether it be WWE or AEW, they both have too many wrestlers, male, female. There's X number of hours. There's X number of matches. It just doesn't work. You you can't have, you know, a, a hundred talent under contract, but you only got time to, to air 30 or 40 of them. Well, what are you doing with the other, you know, 60, 70, whatever number it is? There's only so much time. Well, and then you got to look at, from this perspective, when you look at the SmackDown, you got Aaliyah, Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, um, Natalia, Naomi. Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey. Um, I am assuming Sasha Banks is coming back, but you got Shotzi Blackheart in there. So what do you do with all these? And I noticed that Natalia, she's been, in my opinion, a company player. She hasn't always been featured. It's been really 50-50 with her, maybe sometimes even less than that. I think we'd all agree, mm -hmm. but she's never complained. She's always gone out there and done what she needs to do, asked for what she – she should be champion. I really feel like she deserves another big push, and once again, that's my opinion, but I feel like she's done enough. Um, but unfortunately, I think she's going to get overshadowed with the the Rondies and when Rondies Rondas and when Charlotte comes back. Keep in mind, we haven't seen Charlotte since uh, WrestleMania Backlash, so that's mm -hmm. been a while. So when she comes back, she's once again going to be the new toy on the shelf. So she's going to get some some more airtime. A lot of people have mentioned on social media, and this goes to both of you, that Liv Morgan is not really a primetime player. I feel like some of that might not necessarily be deserving. What are your thoughts? Do you think she deserves to be somebody who can carry a women's division on a specific brand? I'm going to throw it to Rit first. Uh, I don't think I don't think she can. I, I might be that person uh, that you know doesn't see it. I think the only reason made that she got the push is possibly because of you know she's uh, being featured in a movie, isn't she? That is a good question. I do not know. I'd have to look that up. So keep talking and I'll look that up. But, uh, you, you know, she's trying to expand. I know her WWE career the, to do other things. And, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see Liv. Like she's to me, she's just a pretty face. You know, she has that humble beginnings and, you know, she had that, that, you know, moment of winning the championship, but, Man, there are so many other people you have on on the SmackDown roster. Uh, one person you uh, I'm, you sit there and left off, Raquel Gonzalez. What brand yeah. is she on? Uh, let me take a peek here, Raquel. I could have swore that she was on SmackDown. Am I correct in that, or am I not? Somebody uh, can. I'm not really 100 percent sure, but you know, there's another talent. Like, okay. and I kind of think along the lines of with Natalia that she just follows in her family's footsteps. Like look how humble Brett was, you know, it, he just, you know, did whatever it took, you know, did what was right or did what he felt was right, you know, and just, and just went along with a lot of things. Well, minus the whole Shawn Michaels incident. But he felt, and his he, he felt a hundred percent that he was doing the right thing. Of hey, I'll drop the title the next night, you know this and that, and th that seems like me uh, like what Natalia is like. She's 
should do whatever it takes just to sit there and, and make sure there's there's a job for the next person. But what do you think? Do you think Liv is someone who can be a, a, a flag bearer for a brand, or do you think that no. she's getting cut down too quickly? Uh, she Rick pretty much summed it up perfect. She's very, very pretty woman. Not a great wrestler. Way better than she was. But she's 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 a step above like when they had the Divas champion. When they were just really pretty and couldn't wrestle much. She's a little bit better than that. Still very pretty. But she's just unfortunately she's just not as talented as what a lot of the other ones are. She's not someone you want to uh have representing your championship, I don't think. There's too many holes in her game. She's She's just not entertaining in the ring. For for her to put off a good match, you got to have her in there with somebody who's going to carry the bulk of the match. She can't. If you put her in there with, well, Natty, Natty will make her look like a million bucks. Right. You put her in there with a, like a weaker wrestler, eh, not so much. It's not going to look so good. She, she has a place, but I don't think it's at the top of the ladder. Well, I mean, I, I can't really argue with any of that either. I mean, I, I think she's got some qualities, but I think there's a lot of things that detract from her being uh, a champion and being somebody who can really carry the company. Um, I feel like you're right. There's some things that she does well in the ring. I feel like there's some things that she does that really aren't that strong. Um, she doesn't have the in-ring ability of a Bailey. Would we all agree? Correct. So. She's definitely not Bailey as far as that's concerned. As far as being either truly hated or truly loved, do we feel like anybody is really one way or the other with her, or are they kind of right there in the middle? In the middle, I think would be about the best. She's hard to hate. She is it's, hard to hate. Hard person right. to not like her. Right. But now, okay, would you okay, let's compare this situation. We compare her to the champion Bianca Belair on Raw. Bianca Belair has amazing skills in the ring. She also has the charisma. She also has the ability to talk on the mic. She's a complete package to be a champion. She has that swagger to be a champion. I just don't feel like Liv Morgan has the swagger to be a quote-unquote champion. Look at all the prior champions before. Look at a Ronda Rousey. Look at a Charlotte Flair. Look at these other women. Look at a Becky Lynch. They have that thing about them, the way they look, the way they walk, the way they talk. I'm not talking just to being about attractiveness. I'm talking about the ability to command attention and respect, and I just don't feel like she's quite there. Like She hasn't shown enough grit, I feel, to really get people to either – you know what? I really can get behind this girl. You know, when they start showing that fire, Bailey started to show that fire. And I think that's when people really started getting behind her. Uh, I was so disappointed. Like when, when you go, go back a couple of years to the riot squad. Yeah. Out of those three, I always thought Liv was the least talented and she was the one that wouldn't go somewhere. Like Ruby, like I thought she was like, she had that. Even Sarah Logan, I thought she, she had something different to bring to the table that she could have went somewhere. I just didn't see it then with Liv, and I don't see it now. Now, do you think that's a little bit of the old the old regime of the old Vince Whalick? Like, you think Ruby, very distinct look. Sarah Logan, very distinct look. Liv is your... 
all-American girl, kind of what Vince leaned a little more towards versus long hair, two. blue eyes. Do you think that's got anything to do with it? Not to stir the pot or say anything bad. Like I'm not being that guy, but do you think that might have had something to do with it? Maybe. Well, if it was Triple H, this past pay per view had a perfect time to put his own champion in place with Shayna. But but think about it from this perspective. I mean, I see what Butt's saying about is it the blonde-haired, blue-eyed pinup girl that Vince always likes. But I feel like the reason why Liv is still the champion, and tell me if this sounds crazy, but I think he wants to see, meaning Triple H, if she can grow into the position. Maybe if we put her in there with a Shayna Baszler, she can grow into it. Maybe all of a sudden she can start, you know, cutting her teeth and really start showing who she is. Maybe this was a test for her. You know what? Let's put her in there. Let's put her in the deep waters because we definitely know Shayna Baszler could probably out wrestle her very easily. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, obviously that didn't happen uh, as far as Shayna getting the title, which I think is the biggest travesty in WWE, whether it was Vince or triple H or whomever. Shayna is so talented. Why she hasn't gotten more opportunities outside of being the NXT women's champion is beyond my understanding, but maybe they're trying to give her a little bit of time. Do you think that this leash, if we want to call it that will last until Christmas or new years? If we don't start seeing more out of Liv Morgan, it'll be time for a change. Probably time for a change now, honestly. I mean, she's had a run. I don't think anybody, uh, I don't want to say nobody cares. That's me. But you know what I mean? It's kind of irrelevant. Nobody's clamoring to see her. It's not like if you see her on the next show coming to Cincinnati, you're not going to lose your shit. Like, yep, I'm going. Yeah, not, not she, happening. She's not a big draw. And Jeremy, if you're your champion, you would hope that they're a draw. Right? Somebody yep. like your Shayna Baszler would be huge. Know, or Natty Nyhart. No, Natty, like you said before, yeah, whatever. I'm biased. We all know that. But she deserves a shot. For all these years she's been around. A lot. Technically, she's probably the best technical wrestler in WWE. And what does she get to go at it? You know, just for a thank you. So hey, okay, for being around. Here's let's explore for a little while. Let's explore that for a second. Then, why, why not Natty? Let's play devil's advocate here. Why do we think that she hasn't been given the ball to run with? If if we were looking for some magical reason that that we are looking for, okay, she she's great in the ring. She's clearly talented. She can talk on the mic. She definitely gets the crowd into it. People definitely want to flock to get her autograph and see her personal appearances. What has prevented Natty Nyhart from being someone on the level of a Shayna, maybe not even a Shayna, of, of a Charlotte, I should say. Maybe that would be a better thing. What would we say is, is categorically different between a Charlotte and a Natty? Her heart. Natty doesn't need it. Natty doesn't need a title to be over. My, my personal opinion, it's her heart. She Natty cares too much about making sure everybody else looks good and she doesn't care enough about herself. So you think she just wants to be a good player on the team 
and make sure everyone does well instead of being a little bit more selfish in this business. Exactly. I, I'm, I honestly personally think that she, as long as she can help others and make others look good, she'll always have a job. If yeah, she starts, he, if she starts worrying about herself, that then then you get the Charlotte aspect. But but let's let's not forget this. Remember Chris Statlander when she was all happy go lucky, you know, boop and all that stuff. And then we saw it with Hikaru Shida. She was all nice and smiley. It sometimes those nice and smiley stars they need to show a little grit. I'm not saying turn heel. I'm not saying be this villainous character, but they need to show a little fire. Uh, we saw that with Sammy Guevara. We saw that when he had changed as well. Whenever people start to change slightly and show a little bit of fire, that's when people really start to be able to connect with them and kind of see themselves in that performer. Do you feel like we've ever seen a lot of just pissed off and grit from Natty or what we see with Natty is just this, just this baby face girl who just goes out there, does her best and doesn't really cause a big stir. She's professional. She just goes to the ring, does what she's got to do, put somebody over, walk to the back, cash her check, off to the next city. Just like Brett was, just like Owen was. It's a family thing. That's how they're reared up. That was how Stu taught Brett and everybody else. And Natty's just a ripple effect of that. Just about the whole family is like it, minus Teddy. Me, I don't think anybody's quite like Teddy, to be honest. That's probably for the me, best. Me, I, I wasn't saying like Natty was doing that in front of the camera. I mean, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like well, she, 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 she's not going to on Triple H's or Vince's door at the time no. and knocking. Hey, I, I, I want that shot. No, she, she was. She's happy. I think behind the scenes, making others look good. Here's a Natty's question. a step above an enhancement talent. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. She's a step above enhancement talent. She's there to put everybody else on the over. way she's treated, correct. Yeah. The way I'm she's not treated. saying she's a jobber. No, don't right. don't get what I'm saying all ass backwards. She's fantastic. But she's she just makes everybody else look good before herself. Let me throw this out here. I am Wayne five one four says, "Is there a reason why Kevin Owens aligned with Johnny Gorgano for some time?" I'm going to throw this out here to the Ritzer. Um, what's your take on Kevin Owens aligned with Johnny Gorgano? More TV time, but possibly to try to get either Kevin Owens try to get the rub from Johnny Gargano coming back, or Johnny Gargano trying to get a rub from Kevin Owens. And me personally, it's gonna. There's got to be some sort of rift in the future if you're gonna go through wrestling tradition. Kevin Owens Johnny Gargano match is gonna be a fire. Once again, anytime they bring people together, the whole goal is to split them apart. That's the mm-hmm. whole goal. That's the way you do it. Exactly. Uh, one quick statement. Uh, going with Liv Morgan. Uh. Flipping the coin. Liv beat Shayna. Now now Liv's going against Ronda. Say say Liv beats Ronda. Now who whoever might be next or whoever they have to dethrone Liv. Man, you, you, you do you sit there and think that okay, 
Liv beat these guys, but she couldn't, you know, Ronda beat Shayna, but she couldn't beat this person. Would that kind of like, like catapult them above? I think they're going to have a big problem on their hands because in my opinion, Charlotte's going to be coming back soon. And if you put Liv over Shayna and you put Liv over a Ronda Rousey, how can the audience believe that Charlotte is just going to walk through her? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Like, and then all of a sudden people are going to expect Ronda to get the belt back from Liz. So what do you do in that situation? If you do take that step and put her over a Ronda Rousey, where do you go from there? Because now you've built her up as beating some beasts. Now mm-hmm. you have the ultimate beast. If you have her get beat by Charlotte Flair, you know, some people would say, well, it's just Charlotte Flair being her and, and she's the queen, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just her doing her thing. But if the whole goal was to build Liv Morgan, regardless of how long she kept the title, and all of a sudden she just drops it, unless it was a highly competitive match that went down to the wire, mm-hmm. right? It was back and forth. Then you've kind of wasted in some ways your run with Liv, with Liv and you've sacrificed Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey in the process. I, I feel like there just would be some tension there. Am I speaking crazy or what's your thoughts? No, oh, you're right on the money. You're spot on. I don't like those three of us agreed. That's bullshit. <laughs> that's, um, that's not right. Let's go ahead and let's kind of move on here. So if you're just joining us right now, we're talking a little bit about WWE and how they have such a big roster right now. I mean, a lot of people really haven't used the phrase big and roster when they talk about WWE. Normally, that specific phrase is left to AEW. Um, however, Tony Khan did mention something a couple of weeks ago that, Hey, you know what? You guys might want to back off meeting the dirt sheets. You don't know how big my roster truly is. You don't know how many people are on a per night basis. You don't know how many people are on a short-term contract or whatever the case may be. Not everyone's locked up to long-term contracts. So just cause you see them doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be here going forward, which I think is a very interesting thing, but Needless to say, optics are what we can go by, right? We don't know the books. So optics are, there's a shit ton of people on AEW. So how do we know that they're not on the books to being permanently with the company? So let's talk about this for a second. Tony Khan also said that he is no longer allowing any more, or he is not granting any more uh, releases for any stars within the company. That is an edict that came down. He's putting his foot down. He's drawing his line in the sand whatever phrase you want to use. How do we feel about a statement like that being made? Do we feel like that's a good choice to make, or do we feel like it is a very difficult uh, road to go down? We'll first start with the writ. Oh, no, he has to do that. If, if you, okay, for the past month, everything that went down, and all those dirt sheet writers, and all that stuff, man, you know, you got to stop that because all of a sudden the dirt sheet writers are going to sit there and just spread rumors. Like I've seen in the past week and a half that three to four people, Oh, they're, they're going to jump ship. They're going to jump ship. You know, you had Malachi black, you had buddy uh, Murphy, you had Miro. Uh, it's like, wait a minute here. Like they're all under contract. Yeah. Like, like the only one I don't know. And, Cause Tony's never said was buddy Murphy. Right, but he's he said he's he's locked up uh, Malachi for for five years, years and he's only Malachi's locked. 
Yes. Malachi Black said that's bullshit, though. That he's locked up for five years? Yep. You know, but so, but you, you gotta you, you gotta shut down the the dirt sheet writers with false information, or you're, you're gonna end up with stuff all over again. And you, he he just now has his locker room starting to come back down and starting to work together again. Well, let, let's let's talk about this then for a second, okay? So the Malachi Black situation, the Buddy Murphy situation, the Malachi Black situation happened on an independent show this past Sunday where he said he would be taking an indefinite amount of time away from, from AEW and that allegedly, allegedly, depending on who you want to believe, uh, asked for his release and was granted a conditional release. Now, what all that entails, I don't know specifically, but now there was also speculation that Buddy Murphy and the way they were writing Buddy Murphy off of TV was with the um, the Sting. Um, oh my gosh, I'm trying. I'm blanking here. Sting and um, Muda Muda storyline flew the mist. Right, that was their way of writing him off TV. Now we found out that that not not to be all 100 true as well. So it's kind of like, well, what do we believe now? Other stories have come out that Miro says he has absolutely no interest in going back to WWE, even though Triple H is in charge. That has come from Miro. He is not interested. So that's the first thing that we can officially put to bed. Now, there was another story that came out that Bobby Fish, who was uh, – he couldn't come to terms on a contract. His contract was not renewed. That allegedly he tried to talk Kyle O'Reilly and talk Adam Cole into leaving as well. That has now officially been debunked. He did not speak to either one of them about trying to get out of their contracts or their deals so they could join back up under Triple H's WWE. So now what's going on with that? The point is, is I feel like a lot of people read into these dirt sheets a ton. Oh, I have sources here. Or I have sources there. The point is, though, how many times does this end up being wrong or not accurate? Do you feel like the dirt sheets, and if if you do read some of these, who do you feel like would be a credible person to listen to, and who do you think would be somebody I would choose not to listen to? We'll start off with the butt on this one. I'm not listening to none of them. Unless I hear it directly from the talent's mouth or from the promoter's mouth, and even the halftime promoter's full shit. So unless you hear it right from a legitimate source such as the talent, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. Because everybody's going to want to put their own little twist on it. That was the, the telephone game. One person heard from one person from one person. You know, by the time it's all said and done, it's all twisted and contorted and ass backwards. And you know, the dirt sheets, yeah, it's fun to read the rumors. And, and yeah, sometimes they're right. But you got to take it with a grain of salt all the time. And some of them just want to be dickheads and stir the pot. They do have ulterior motives. I would not disagree with that. Right. I am uh, Dwayne514 says, does it depend on the wrestler's performance? Can Tony Khan free their talents who are underutilized or probably send them to AEW dark? Um, it, for that question, I would probably say no. And for the simple fact that AEW dark, and this has been what has been said by Tony as well, Along with established stars, AEW Dark is used to almost as their 
performance center, if you will. There are people coming up, their version of an NXT, trying to get these individuals in, get them reps with people, get them in front of an audience, and try to get them poised and ready enough to be able to eventually appear on a Rampage or maybe a Dynamite. So I don't think a situation for guys being underutilized going to an AEW Dark because they really don't have storylines on AEW Dark, nor do they have them on Dark Elevation. It's really just kind of match after match after match, almost like a house show, but on TV. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Either one of you, would you agree with that? No, I, I, I got to follow with you, Freeland. Like they're trying to get these, the, the lesser experienced people, just as many reps kind of like, and te teach them on the fly. So kind of like where NXT, you know, gets people invested into, okay, this is how you work the hard camera. You know, uh, this is how you react to an audience. That's what AEW Dark is used for. And you're not going to just drop down uh, somebody to an AEW Dark that's already been on TV that, you know, is under contract. Yeah, I mean, Dark is, it's your firm team. Now, there's no shame in, having somebody go down every once in a while to help help elevate somebody. But you're not going to have, just because I don't have room for him on the roster, oh, I'm going to send, you know, Wardlow down to, to Derek just so I can get him on TV. No, you're not going to do that. That'd be foolish. Right, man? I, I, no, that they're purely there to learn, get some experience, learn how to work the cameras and all that good stuff. That's what Dark is for. You don't bring down your, your established talent for that, unless it's a one-off here, a one-off there, just to, to bump maybe some attendance for something or to give somebody a little bit of a rub. That's it. Well, and, and and to piggyback off you, Freeland, not to cut you off, uh, AEW, this is from Malachi Black's Instagram. Yes. That... Mm -hmm. uh, it's not confirmed about his release. Clearly not confirmed. None of this has been confirmed because I haven't left. I've been given time off by Tony Khan to take care of a bunch of stuff. This is coming from Malachi Black. Well, I I'm glad you said that. I have the audio for that as well. Let me go ahead and let me play that audio. It's like, my God. Again, guys, stop believing these things. Mm -hmm. Like It is... It is unbelievable to me. Anyway, I will see you guys in a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. Like I said, I'm only taking some time off. That's it. Just taking some time off. That's it. There's, there's, there's no conspiracy to this. Just taking some time off. All right? I will see you guys soon. Take care of yourself. Stop believing any other narrative. Like right now, I've debunked it. There's no... There's, there's nothing going on. Don't believe these people. Yeah? Don't write opinion. Don't believe it. Nothing. I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. Everything is fine. You'll see me right back with AW pretty soon. I'm just going to take some time. That's it. And, guys, last thing before I leave. Don't make me some instrument for this whole tribalism, us versus them thing, because I don't do that stuff. I don't do the whole... Uh, uh, team AW versus Team W. I don't, I don't, I don't play that. 
Okay, so that is directly from Malachi Black. Now, a lot of people were, were saying that, once again, is it a situation where people just want to have something to talk about in some ways? Mm-hmm. People want to feel like they're on the cusp of some big breaking thing. And it's the same thing. Uh, I remember listening to Brian Alvarez and, and Dave Meltzer. Once again, some people, you know, they cringe when they hear those names. But there's so many people who say AEW is definitely dying or it's definitely going down the, the tubes. And there's so much turmoil that's happening backstage. And Booker T is commenting on different things as well because he's got a platform. And, you know, there, there's so much unruliness going on in AEW right now. Therefore, you know, Tony can't get control of his own company. And I feel like I feel like watch the product. Don't listen to anyone else and decide for yourself. Do you feel like this is a good show? Do you feel like these people are wanting to be there and working hard for the company? And I feel like all of them are. There's not a reason they wouldn't. And let's also think about this. Tony's never, and I repeat, never going to cut somebody like the WWE has in the past. Do you remember how the Good Brothers signed a contract and then they got released three weeks after? That was the deal, and granted, that was under the Vince McMahon regime, and we're in a different era now, but the point is Tony has never cut anybody. Tony has more money, I will say this, more money than Vince, than Tony Khan, or uh, whoever the other Khan is uh, in WWE. Nick Khan. They have more money than them, and that, that that's not hyperbole. That's actually fact. Tony okay. doesn't have it. His old man does. The family does, right, but the point I'm trying to say is it's not a situation of who has more money, who has deeper pockets, because that's not even a competitive conversation. But what I will say is when it comes to people like Malachi Black, um, do you feel like Tony in some way – let's just change the narrative for a second and say Malachi did want to get out and Malachi did want to go back to WWE, right? This which comes into the controversy that I had found myself in today. I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen that. But I had mentioned in a tweet that I thanked Vince McMahon for releasing Andrade, and I basically said, hey, if someone doesn't want to be somewhere, don't keep an unhappy or disgruntled employee. Let them go. There's no point in keeping somebody unproductive. Then I went ahead and tweeted, most recently, Tony needs to stick to his contracts just because people want to get out. You can't let every person out. And somebody was like, well, you're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. Here's the difference. Andrade was with the company from 2015 to 2021. He had gone through a lot, right? Malachi and Buddy have been there for a year this July. My point, though, is you can't just grant someone a release after a year. You don't have enough time in the new organization to even have a grievance to be upset about. There's going to be booking cycles that go your way that don't go your way. They're going to cycle in new talent. They're going to cycle in new acts that are hot right now that are getting over with the crowd. So there is a caveat to that. I want to get both of your opinions on this. Is it a different situation, or was I talking out of both sides of my mouth? You can be completely honest. No, because it, if I'm not mistaken, right, Andrade was there for six years, like you said. He was there for six years. But that wasn't his first contract. It, it, it also it, was not his first contract, correct. Right. So, so, so he went through multiple contracts. He went through his first one, which I'm guessing – was just an NXT contract. That is correct. And then, oh, he's doing good. Okay, we're going to sign him again. And then that's when he asked for his release. 
Malachi well, Malachi didn't even get through his first contract yet. He's only less. He's one year this July. Now it just if, happened. If, if you're going through what Tony said, he signed him for five years initially out of Tony Khan's mouth. Right. So he still has four years left on him on his contract. Now, if, if I'm Tony Khan, I have money invested in you and you want to leave and, and, and we're going to play devil's advocate and go on the other side with WWE. Somebody wants to uh, go to triple H and say, I want released, but you still have X amount of years on your contract. And I have so much money invested in you in your character, you know, trademarks and such, you're going to have to pay me, pay me the remainder of your contract to get released or at least 50% of it, because I got to get some sort of compensation back from you for my time. I wasted because you're not happy here. I would agree with that. I mean, once again, six years with a company at six years. Yes. At that point in time, You've been NXT champion. You've been called up to the main roster. You've had success. Now, it's just, it, right now, it's like, okay, I've been here for six years. I don't even know how much longer he had on his contract. But he asked. And he could have been declined. Once again, anyone can ask. Doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get it granted. My problem is, you don't sign a contract, and in less than a year, all of a sudden, if and we know this is not the case, but let's just say wrestler B signs a five-year deal, gets all this money, and then within a year, all of a sudden decides, well, I don't want to do this. And it's maybe not even necessarily that they just don't want to work for that company anymore. I think the reason why people left WWE because they felt that if I stayed with Vince, nothing was going to change. It was going to be a shit show until the old man finally retired or kicked the bucket, and they decided, I want to go somewhere else. I had no other place to go before. And now they realize, oh, the old man's gone. I want to go back. So... What do you do in that essence? Do you say, oh, he's disgruntled? You know, Freeland said that if someone's disgruntled, they should be let go. But there's different parameters to all of this disgruntledness. You don't even have a real legitimate reason to be disgruntled. And I know Butt's been waiting to say something, so I'll turn the floor over to him and I'll mute my microphone. Here we go. Oh, my God. So Freeland's talking out his ass. You can't have it both ways. It's one way or the other. If they're disgruntled, you let them go, fine. If they're disgruntled, you keep them just because you don't feel that it's been long enough. If they're unhappy, they're unhappy. Whether they're a week, a year, a month, ten years. It's irrelevant. If they don't feel like they're getting treated right, you don't know what his what he was promised. Maybe he was promised, you know, the moon. And he's not getting it, so he's pissed about it. I don't fault him for that. If you feel you get lied to, you get you get slighted. If he's not happy, let him go. There's no point in keeping him there. All you're doing is punishing him. You're punishing yourself. You're punishing the rest of the roster. He's there. He's miserable. He's in a shitty mood. He's not going to put everything out like he should, even though he's getting paid. But he doesn't want to be there. He's going to half-ass everything like I would, like anybody would. You can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. So it's either they're unhappy, you let him go, or well, for the next two years, four years, ten years, whatever your contract is, you're mine, and that's it. it. It can't be both ways for them. You are totally talking out of your ass. Okay. I, I will accept that completely. I feel like in some ways there are differences in both scenarios, uh, but what you're saying is disgruntled is disgruntled in general. Uh, but let me ask you both this question then. 
if what's the point of signing contracts? I mean, forget what I said in general, but what's the, even the point of signing it if somebody can just go up and request a release? Realistically, how I feel my personal opinion, if you signed a contract, we're done. That's it. I'm not renegotiating it. You know, uh, if you take like a, a football or, or hockey or, or basketball, a guy have a five-year contract. And then all of a sudden he shoots out the lights one year. Oh, I want to renegotiate my contract or I'm not coming to camp. No. For the next X number of years, you agreed this is what we'll pay you. Right. Because it's not like if I'm paying you $10 million, take we'll go with, with hockey, for example. I'm paying you $10 because you scored 50 goals last year. If you score 20 goals this year, you going to give me back any of the money? No way. Fuck no, they're not going to give it back. No. Nope. So it, it doesn't work both ways. It's, you're under contract. Earn a contract. That's it. You have to honor it, and so do I. That's exactly how this works. You can't have it both ways. Our contracts are irrelevant. Have a week-to-week contract. Yeah, you you wrestled the shits this week. See ya. Obviously, that's unrealistic. I'm being sarcastic when I say that, but it's either you got to honor the contract, both sides, or if you want, if I want to let somebody go, there's got to be a severance package for them. Right? But you can't come in and be like, oh, well, I'm doing real good now. I'm over more than what I was when I signed the contract. I want more money. No. Well. Because you signed a two-year, five-year contract. Wake it up, bud. Let me, and, and you make a very valid point. Let me throw this out to Rit. <laughs> Do you think that Tony Khan has set a precedent for allowing these types of things to be openly negotiated when it has been reported once again we don't know which truth and what's not but that mjf is he got a bump because he was frustrated with what people were coming in getting even though he was feeling that he was carrying his load once again he already was on a contract so he didn't necessarily need a bump or wasn't i I should say he was not legally obligated to give him a bump however it's been reported that he has gotten a substantial bump let me ask you this. Does that set a precedent for everyone else who comes by who says, I've outperformed my contract, much like Butt said, to open Pandora's box to saying, hey, we need to re- renegotiate this situation? Freeland, I don't understand why we're talking about this because in my opinion, that whole leaking stuff, everything, MJ, and it's a it's a live work. They're like, They're saying stuff to make you believe MJF has gotten all this. To me, MJF is still on the same contract he was on. You know, the whole thing was a complete work. And it got all these dirt sheet writers to talk about AEW. Like, I I, I don't get it. Like, why why is everybody saying, oh, well, MJF was, was home for X amount of weeks and all, now he comes back with, with a bump in his pay? Who the heck is honestly going to leak that information unless they wanted you to know? Very valid. Like they, they used a recorded voicemail. Oh, we know that that was a, that was the the whole thing is a, is a a complete setup, a complete work. You know, AEW is not like WWE and the aspect of, it's not a publicly traded company. Right. So 
their pays, their salaries in the books are private. Everything's, you know, uh, WWE, on the other hand, they can't sit there and say, uh, oh, we, we bumped up uh, uh, the Miz, you know, uh, no, because you can go and look up what the Miz makes and exactly get down to his, you know, how many M&Ms and what colors they are, you know, because it's publicly traded knowledge. So that whole MJF thing, it's what they, they, they tell you what you think you need to know, but you don't need to know nothing. I think that's a very valid point as well. Would you agree with that, Mr. Butt? Yeah, it's probably a work, a great work. And he deserves a raise for this kind of work. But <laughs> exactly what we're talking about. No, I think it's probably a work. Realistically, I think it is. It, just to say, let's just say it wasn't a work. Say it was legit. He pitched a Jesus Big Fit. I'm right. not coming to work unless you give me more money. Say that that is legit. That's what happened. He pulled an ultimate warrior. Then, yep. But what does that say? That just says I can bully Tony Khan and give me more money. Well, and then you have the ripple effect of that. And he has no credibility at that time. You just bully him into a raise, bully him into getting your way. And that, that was the simple point I was trying to make. Right? That was the only point I was trying yeah. to make. And I think you made a, a very valid point, Rit. Very valid point. But, but you also made a very valid point when it came to what does that say if this is true? Once again, it's it's a pick-your-own-destination uh, book, right? Go down this road, go down that road. With that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to the Ritster. Ritster, what is next I, on the agenda? Uh, I, I've got a little curveball here that, that I've been seeing on the internet. Of, the interwebs? Uh, on the interwebs, a, a quick comparison and similarities of two great tag teams, two great groups, and how they both started down here. No one really like, ah, eh, no one really cared for them. And then all of a sudden, they started getting momentum. And then they started being pushed huge, winning championships, selling top merchandise. Selling top merchandise. We are going to compare, and I, I got to see Freeland and Butt, the comparisons to the new day and you their rise claim I'm leaving. and the acclaimed. Oh, hold on. Don't, don't even do this. Don't even do this. By the way, I think I got it now is the reason why you put that, the sign up and you're holding this. I get it now. It all comes together. Ah, scissors. Ah. scissors. Yes. No scissors. I love it. That was beautiful, dude. That was so well played. Um, but but no seriously, like if you look at at their comparisons, throwing you know, pancakes, acting goofy. Trust me, there was a lot of goofy shit no, going on. But but but, but looking at boxes. but looking at the beginning, see see you're skipping there. But looking at the beginning of New Day when they were the gospel that like no one really no one really caught on with them until they started acting goofy and got the crowd involved. The same with the acclaim. No one no one really cared for them in the beginning. And then they started getting the the A's, which turned to the scissors. They got the fans involved. You know, both of them were hot selling merchandise. Hey, time out, Rit. We didn't think about this. But Christopher Butt, Butt, Ass, he's the ass daddy. Oh, ass daddy. No. 
Let's go ahead and let's put this on the butster. But come on, that is a very valid argument. The new day was not all that when they started out. It was very, in some ways, kind of hokey, and then it started to get over. You have to admit, the acclaimed is over right now. Whether we like them or they're over. Right now, they're over with the audience. They're over something. Yes, they are over. It's, it's a well-known fact. I don't fancy them. The gimmick irritates the piss out of me. What specifically? I just don't care for the, the stupid rapping gimmick trash. You can't rap worth a damn, and it irritates me. Come though with the big boom box and his oh, you know, th- those are, that's dollar not store box. run DMC necklace and no. Doesn't do it for me. I just I just don't like the gimmick. I do not like it at all. They're, they're both very talented. I will give them that much. Just the gimmick just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Not my cup of tea. And that scissor me? No. If I'm, if I'm watching scissoring, it'll be a different kind of scissoring. Oh. Wow. I oh. can't even believe we had that. So let's talk about yeah. this. No, I did ask. Now, I'm going to play a clip here because this was exactly what the writ was talking about. This was the new day when they first came out. Let me go ahead and let me cue this up here because I want you to hear this. But because this is here we go. Suplex by Ryback hooks the leg on Biggie and a kick out. Guys, I apologize. It's hard for me to concentrate. All that's going through my mind is what's taking place with Stephanie right now. What's gonna, what is gonna happen? You heard Triple H talking about calling Jerry, which I guess is obviously Jerry McDivitt, the WWE lead attorney. But what is gonna happen? All right, let me go ahead. And let me fast forward through this. They're in a match right now. Ryback is here, but they're eventually gonna talk, and I want you to be able to hear what they have to say. Okay, let me get to that part. Here we go. Let's get back into it. So Biggie and Kofi get the win. All of a sudden, out comes Xavier. Listen, I need you to pay attention to what I'm about to say. This is exactly what I have been talking about. You cannot move ahead by shaking hands, kissing babies, singing and dancing like a puppet. You cannot move ahead by always doing what you're told. Now, this is our time. This is our place. It is time for us to find focus. It is up to us to find order. Together, it is our time to find purpose. Because we do not ask any longer. Now. Okay. So, um, that was not that inspiring. It's better than, hey, hey. Okay. Yo. Okay. So, that was the first time. Yo. First of all, did you like John Cena when he was the rapper? Not really. Don't don't even bullshit me, bud. Here, look at me. Look dead in that camera. Well, yeah, you say no, not really. Not all right, really. let's hear this. Um, all right, continue the conversation, Rit, as I pull up a uh, an acclaimed Z-Z, one. It, look at merchandise. Twenty sixteen, 
New Day sold more merchandise that year than anyone else. And, and considering you had Taker still there, you had John Cena. They sold more merchandise than John Cena. Like, that's out. That's unheard of. But they were funny at least. But 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 now but but now the acclaimed is getting their just desserts. They're getting their time to shine. They are the number one right now selling merchandise in AEW with the scissor me daddy ass shirts. And now they just release the um Max Caster jerseys. All right. So once again, did you like uh, did you like DX, but did you like that? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, you didn't know. Yep. All right. So, you know what? Let's go. Let's go down memory lane here. Let's hear a little bit of the best of the acclaimed as we zoom in on, but so he has to listen to this. Let's oh, take a listen. God. Of the chain, so I bet you know the name. Everybody's saying that they want to Sonny Kiss, you losing to a claim tonight because you can't get on TV to save your life. I'm leaving with my hand raised up. You got silicone in your pancake butt. I thought you had ass. Where's that jelly looking like blank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Wow. I'm a bench your knees like the shmoney dance. And you couldn't get laid at the funny ranch. Your girl told me that you're such a bitch. I'ma put you on this show like your brother is. Honestly, I had something to say. But somebody made me sign an NDA. Don't be mad at me, bro. Cause you only known for your wife's reality show. And you should eat some eggs. Look at Bowen's arms, they're bigger than your legs. I'ma put you in the poverty, dog. Cause I end careers quicker than your father-in-law. Hey, yo, Acclaim got the cake up. Sonny, you should let Janella borrow some makeup. On second thought, I think I'll pass. You're not that cute, and I got a better ass. Oh. Hide your wives, hide your daughters. It's the two least popular guys in dark order. You interrupt every segment. That's the only way you guys can stay relevant. Platinum on the mic. Nobody can outdo. This guy's like an NFT. No value. I shine bright. I'm illuminated. I bury you lower than Biden's approval rating. This is the worst place that I ever heard of. Y'all are dumb enough to vote for Jesse Ventura. And I've been thinking all night, how is it dark order when all of y'all white? You so cringe and stupid. More overrated than Prince's music. No filter, I ain't Instagram. We make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon. We beat you down and you know the rest. Acclaimed is the paradigm shift. These two guys exchange Valentine's gifts. Call your girl, she all in my mentions. Try to hit me up for some oral sessions. Acclaimed in the guns, what the fans prefer. We're about to make y'all pay like Amber Heard. Looking like y'all are mortified. Looking like you live underneath the 405. Yo, I'm a latest new down like a sex position. I'm main event match. He's exhibition. And I'm bad for your health. Got that towel because you can't stop 
sending you home. You're not a tough guy, Shoney. You just injury pros. And Shoney, why we give this guy a chance when we beat them in the ratings? He was their champ. Christian dusted off the cobwebs. He used to be cool, but only when he had an edge. It's dusted in the place, but you're so ugly, you should paint your whole face. This guy's big, but a small talker. I like you up like Lady Gaga's dog walker. And I ain't done spitting. Negative one, you about to catch a butt whipping. Wow, that's so amazing. Dude, you cannot tell me that that's not entertaining. They've come a long way. They have come a, a long, long way. way. Now, let me throw this out to you. You're not a fan of the rapping aspect of it, okay? I'll give no. you that. I'll give you that. What do you think about their wrestling? Oh, they're good in the ring. They're very they're good talented. in the ring. I'll give them that much. So would you be a fan if they just they announced them and they just said, you know, Anthony Bones was like, Denver, Colorado, the acclaimed. You know, there would, would you go with that? If they get the, the scissoring bit's got to go. Why oh, is no. the scissoring? What, what's about the scissoring bit? Let's get, a, let's get a tight close-up here. On it's the, on dumb. The, tell me about the it's, scissoring, but tell me about that. How does that make you feel? Tell me. Well, where am I watching it? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just oh. I know. No, listen, listen. I don't even know what the origins of scissoring is. I really don't. Uh, the Rit does. He, he's <laughs> very familiar with with scissoring. Rit, what is the origin of scissoring? Uh, it was Anthony Bowen always went and did the A for the acclaimed. Correct. And all of a sudden, I think it was either somebody in the crowd or it was Max Caster. When he went and did this, someone else went like this. So then they they started doing that. And from what I understand, they got told not to. So they stopped. But of course, you know, Max Caster was like, you know, they, they waited a couple. I think it was a couple more weeks on, on Dark. And then they started doing it again. And the crowd started reacting to it. And then all of a sudden, they got the okay to continue doing it. I don't it, think it, that's the origin of scissoring, just so you know. Well, not not a, not a f officially, like, physically to human scissoring, no. But uh, the story of how the acclaim started. And, and oh, oh, here's, a, here's a quick, nah, better not go there. Better not go there. He, all I want to say is this. Whenever I see, whenever I see Christopher Butt, I just want to do this. Scissor me, Daddy Freeland. Ah! God, I love it. I love it. I love it. If Casey was here, she'd be digging this right now. She'd you guys are morons. By the way, speaking of which, she will be back on the program next week. Uh, Casey is on assignment right now, but she will be back joining us next week on the program. Nice. She's getting she's getting all the scoops. She is getting all the scoops, and her studio is pretty sweet. Let's just be honest. Don't, yeah. don't, it, it's ridiculous. Guess what? I'm I, I'm upgrading. I, 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 I already went and got a new microphone stand coming. Nice. So I, I, I can have something dangling in front of me. <laughs> yeah, because you don't usually have yeah. anything dangling in front of you. Um, let's uh, let's oh let's take it. Let's take it home here. So what would you say is the, the biggest question um, regarding Soraya, a.k.a. Paige in WWE now that she signed with AEW? What's your number 
one thought process on this one. What are you taking away from this? We're going to start with the ass man. What's Can she wrestle? Like, is she cleared to wrestle? Or is she just going to be like a manager? What's her deal? Currently, she is not cleared to wrestle. I, I have found out that she's not cleared to wrestle. She was not cleared to wrestle by WWE doctors. Uh, I don't know if uh, AEW doctors have ruled her able to be cleared. The reason why she had a neck injury, as we all know, and she was put on that same shelf as um, Brian Danielson um, and Edge, where they were they were no-goes, right? But we found out that you can go from the no-go list back to the, the the active list if enough time goes by and you heal. So as of right now, we don't know. She's supposed to be addressing the situation on Dynamite tomorrow night, which is going to be on TBS Live 8 Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings for time and availability in your area. But we don't know what's going to happen. Are you excited that she's at least in AEW? I'm lukewarm, honestly. I mean... They already, if they're going to bring her in as a wrestler, they already have a fair bit there that they can't show. They can't get everybody on. If they're going to bring her in, who's going? Because if you bring her in, you got to get rid of somebody. Well, I mean, you got to look at it from this perspective. If you bring her in, so you got the Jamie Hayter, uh, Britt Baker storyline that's going on right now, which I think is going to be good. They can milk that for quite a while. Um, also, you know that Britt Baker, and there is some history, Britt Baker and Soraya as well. So that's kind of one of those deals where it's like, where is this really going to go? Um, as far as Thunder Rosa, once again, depending on who you want to believe, she's still the champion. But then you have Tony Storm, who's the interim champion. That is going to be taking off. So I feel like you've got ways to work women in here. I really, really do. I feel I like... It needs a little bit of a momentum gainer right now, and I think that's really bringing her in is definitely going to help out. Maybe she'll be in charge of the on-screen, the woman that's in charge of the women's division, right? And then it'll eventually lead up to her going face-to-face with somebody. I don't know exactly what the direction is. Once again, I think we'll find out more on AEW on Wednesday night, but I, I don't know. To be honest, I would be more inclined for that. That I would get behind more. Have just have her be the general manager, for a lack of better words, for for the women's division. That I could get behind more so than she hasn't wrestled. It's been a while, a couple of years since she wrestled at this point. Now is it not? It's been, it's been a, yeah, it's been a few years. Absolutely. Yeah. So to just bring her in out of the blue hasn't wrestled in in that long. I mean, maybe Christian hadn't wrestled in six years, seven years, whatever it was. He looks pretty bloody good. He does. Right? So, I mean, maybe Paige or Soraya will be just like that. I just don't know if she would give you enough of a bump, like like a hot shot thing. Would enough people care? I don't know. I don't think so. Let me throw it to the writ. Do you think enough people are going to care that Soraya is now in AEW? Well, first things first, it's kind of ironic how last week on this show we were talking about the women's division and how they need somebody to kind of like mentor them, push them to the next you know step. And then all of a sudden, like I think Tony Khan asked Jerry, he's like, hey, what's this podcast you're on? He, he went and skimmed through it. And he's like, let's bring in Soraya. That's right. You yeah. know? These guys know what they're these, talking about. We have these three bearded idiots that are on every Tuesday babbling on. Hey, Let's hey, listen to them. 
We make a lot of valid points here. I know. We ma- 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 maybe we could be AEW's, uh, you know, media people. Well, you know what? Before they actually started their uh, their own podcast, I was like, I swear, you know who I thought would do a podcast for AEW? I I thought Connie would. I really thought he was going to be the one doing it, but obviously not the case. Um, no, no, Tony's smarter than that. Oh, jeez. So let's let's once again took a look look at the the women's roster here. So I'm literally going to go right down the list here. Once again, Abaddon. We have not seen her, but she's been on social media and she's been active recently making she, she, comments. She's been on dark, hasn't she? I have I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen as much dark as I should. So I, I haven't really kept up with that. So I don't know what her status is. It, her record this year is nine and oh. So that tells me she's clearly wrestling somewhere. Um Anna J. I think Anna J definitely has the possibility of being somebody, but right now I don't see her being a, a big contender. Um, I do like Athena. I think Athena definitely has the abilities to be a big deal. For for, for some reason, I kind of think Athena might end up, speaking of Natty, she might end up going down to that, I can make everybody look good and get lost in the shuffle. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. But I think she's a fantastic worker. Fantastic she, she, worker. She's amazing. Yes. Then you've got Britt Baker, who clearly is always going to be in the fold. Now, the bunny, I don't know about you guys, but I, I watched her in Impact Wrestling, and I, she's a good wrestler, but I never really saw her as a breakout person, right? Remember how we talked about, when we talked about the WWE women's roster, could Liv Morgan be that person? The answer is probably no. Could the bunny be that person? Probably no. Um, mm. But you got Hikaru Shida. I think Hikaru Shida is definitely somebody who could be really, really a player again. She is fantastic. Jamie Hayter, I, I don't even need to say any more. Freaking fantastic. Um, now, Mercedes Martinez is Ring of Honor. Now, I don't know if you guys heard recently, Carrie Silken has gone on on social media and said that he feels like Tony Khan has not utilized the Ring of Honor brand very well since he purchased the company. Um, let's do a, a little slide off to the side of the road here. We'll get back on the main road here with the conversation, but... Do you guys feel like Tony Khan has utilized the Ring of Honor brand since he purchased it? No. He's done nothing. I I see something coming. And it might just be my hopefulness. But I see Tony Khan right now putting the pieces in place to maybe get a Ring of Honor an hour TV deal. Okay. You just made Jericho your world champ. Right. Okay. Right there as a selling point to anybody. You're going to have Jericho as the Ring of Honor champion on TV every week. You have well, they FDR. had to do something. You're not going to have Claudio. Oh, here we, here we go. Well, hold all. This is where oh. fans listen up. Listeners, whatever you want to call yourself. This is where things get, get dirty. I First better, of all, the butt is not I a fan of Claudio Castanelli. Well, I would rather wait oh, for the cheese grater than watch him wrestle. Wait a second. You'd rather do what to your hand? Wipe my ass with a cheese grater. That's terrible. And watch Claudio wrestle. That's terrible. Claudio is one of the best wrestlers today. He's amazing. Rit, you're gonna Doesn't have to do it put, for me. You're gonna have to put the ass man in his place here. What what, for, what what's what's okay. why is he not seeing the light with Claudio? Because I'm he not. can't see he can't see the light. As with Claudio, 
because it's stuck behind this big blob of Otis that he's infatuated with. That could be. be. But but if you want to look at champions, you look at Jericho's as, okay, you're you're selling TBS, Time Warner, the whole anything, buddy. Buy me. Gotta give him a face. You got Jericho. You got FTR. Mercedes Martinez. And then you got a young and up and comer in Daniel Garcia. The only problem I have is Samoa Joe. Because well, how once, is there a problem with Samoa Joe? Once again, didn't he get hurt in his tag match with Wardlow? No, I thought Wardlow was the one who got injured. Oh, Wardlow was match. the one? It was Wardlow, yes. Okay, well then you got Samoa Joe also. <laughs> Changes I, 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 no, I knew one of the two was hurt. I, th- well, I thought that, but, but you know Joe's so, hurt again. So so you got Joe, you got Jericho, FTR, Mercedes Martinez. As a core building block for Ring of Honor, if you can't get an hour, I, I, you're done. But but on the other end of the spectrum, why can't Tony Khan start his own network up? Streaming service should be what it is. Streaming be. service. You sit there and you have all the money that you have at your fingertips. You have the Ring of Honor library. You've got AEW's library. You know, for for the past three years, man, you have everything right there. Enough to fill it, there wouldn't be enough to fill it. But but you sit there and you start with it, five bucks a month. You know what I mean? And, and then give discounted pay per view rates on there instead of instead of heck. I would love to watch watch uh, pay per views on fight, but you can watch them on fight because you're outside of the United States. I got to go to some other website and I, I'm not buying them off there. I'll wait till the next day because there's always somebody that puts it on YouTube, the whole pay-per-view, you know, mm-hmm. but it, uh, I sit there and personally, I see, I, which I'm hoping I, I'm my hindsight is 2020 that Tony's putting the right people in place to make a pitch to a promotion or to a cable company to try to get ring of honor because once that happens, then you can probably, then you can start separating your roster and given ring of honor, you know, you already got a face for it. Get, you know, Carrie Silken would could easily run that over there. But what are you going to do with him? Are you going to have it be uh, basically AEW's NXT? Is that what you're going to do with it? Have it be like more of a feeders are you gonna run it separate like a raw SmackDown? Uh, I would love. What, I would love to. Doing? I would love to run it separate. It, I would agree with Butt though. It needs to be like an up and coming type of deal. Where I mean, Ring of Honor is usually where people cut their teeth, right? Mm-hmm. So I I would say something to that nature. But you know, it, you sit there, you can see. Uh, I would love to reach out to Kerry and and get his opinions on on what he what AEW could do to make Ring of Honor, you know. Relevant. I, I I might reach out to him and see if he can come back on. We should bring him on and get his take on this one. You know, I, I have I'd a like feeling of what. Him. Go Continue. ahead. I apologize. I'd like to see him do something with Ring of Honor. I, I don't want it to to just be, you know, yeah, we had the Ring of Honor belts. Ring of Honor doesn't really exist anymore. We just keep the belts for nostalgia. Bring them in as a namesake for pay-per-view every once in a while. I'd like to see him actually be 
a federation again. Like, you know, they're putting off shows, they're touring around. Like, the real deal, as opposed to kind of what they are now. Don't you think they should have just left Ring of Honor's roster or called Ring of Honor's roster back and put them all back in there? Like the Beer City Bruiser, Cheeseburger, um, obviously Silas. the Briscoes, Silas yeah. Young back Silas in there. Yeah. Leave the company the way it was. It's just now owned by somebody else, but just let it keep working. It's like when you buy a restaurant and it's it's known to a lot of people. You don't change the name of the restaurant. You don't change the menu just because you own it. If it works, just be the silent guy in the back who owns it. Let it keep doing its thing. The more you try to change things, once again, you also don't want Ring of Honor to come across as the old guys, right? Oh, we got Jericho's 55. We have Samoa Joe. You know, we have the – no, you got to have some up-and-comers. You have to. And they have Daniel Garcia. They have Daniel Garcia as well, but I feel like but you're you going to have to throw some other – you're going to need a lot more. I agree. But did they not just let everybody go when they – closed up or went under hiatus or whatever it was when they released everybody right correct they released everybody from their contracts and a lot of people are just doing independent stuff right now i mean i'm sure you could get cheeseburger back i'm sure you could get silas young back i'm sure you could get beer city bruiser back Uh, why don't they bring in um caprice coleman and ian riccabini and make them the the voices of this new brand they do that uh when they have actual Ring of Honor matches. They alternate them in and out. Uh, and, and it's it's kind of funny because some sometimes I think they use Rampage as a Ring of Honor showcase because, you know, you had Daniel Garcia and uh, uh, who was it, Willer Utah? Yeah, Willer Utah. Uh, main event for the uh, pure title. You know, Rampage, it's like, come on. Like, I think sometimes they use that as a a showcase for ring of honor but it's an AEW show you you got to separate the separate two. you got to separate cuz if you 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 don't there's only one other thing you can do scissor them baby oh no what happened to freeland no scissoring and you see it's even circled in red I mean you know what that means Wait a minute, timeout. I'm not in red. I don't know, but you're scissoring. You're, you're scissoring. That's putting me in the red zone. Oh, I love it. I love it because you're the ass man. But, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that butt's uh, text tone and ringtone for me. Oh, which one? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What about this one? I think that's perfect. I think it's perfect. I love it. Just, yeah. just don't call. Just don't call me when I'm at work. You, you, you know how embarrassing that would be. My boss, my, my boss would be talking to me, and he'd be like, "All of a sudden, here, here, scissor me, daddy ass." Yep, I'll be calling numerous times a day. Oh, I love it. But we'll schedule it. He'll be in his office, and he'll just go. Time to call Rit. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my gosh, guys, we have had so much fun tonight. We want to thank you. Uh, for downloading this podcast and listening to us, remember, we are here each and every Tuesday. Either it's myself, the butt, the writ, or some combination of that. Next week coming up, uh, Casey is going to be coming back. She is the wrestling fan, podcaster, and cosplayer. So she's going to be talking more about that. She's creating a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat costume. If you follow her on social media, you can see that. I've seen some updated pictures. 
She said that she was uh, on assignment this week, but we're bringing her back next week. Also, there's some other people that we're going to be working in as well. So the panel is not gone. It's, uh, if I have to call it the panel, 2.0, my friend. So with that being said, it is the new era of the panel. With that being said, let me first throw it over to the Rit Ritsters. What do you have to say? What's on your mind? Uh, what would you like to let people know? Oh, well, I just got in, in the mail. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Rit, for sharing that with everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A I'm a dick. I know. All right. It's okay. Continue. Uh, Continue. I got my lim limited one of 3,000 uh, Hiroshita uh, action figure exclusive to AEWshop.com. And Freeland, you son of a gun, you sitting there, you, 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 you worked me. You worked me like like MJF worked the crowd. There ain't so with this MJF action figure chase figures debacle. What what are you trying to say? You chased me. I would never do something like that. You you made up a better story than Dr. Seuss. I tell you what. There's not much I can say. There's not much I can say. You know, because here's the deal. I felt like I had to give it to you. I had to give it to you. And I want you to realize something, Rit. My phone's going crazy here. I had to. I had to. You get all of the figures. You have everything. You have no wants in this world. You have all the figures you could possibly want. You probably I've, want some hair. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh, you know what? For that, you got to scissor me, Daddy, on that one, Buster. You want some? I'll actually go to scissor, scissor me, Daddy. Oh, that one, I'll do it. Oh, hey, 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 you give it to me again, Freeland, because if we can get butt in on Scissor Me Daddy, I'll sit there and I'll go get Rogaine. <laughs> I got you. Let's not go overboard. All right. With that being said, well, what is what does uh, MJF call his his followers now? Uh, I think he calls them uh, devil worshippers, which I don't think that's a good thing. I don't I think that's a good I thing at all. De devil's advocates. Well, Kevin Sullivan had devil worshippers. He had a pretty good run. Hold on, I think it's devil. Look it up on your computer. Look, look it up, Curly. Let's let's find out what it is. I think I think it's devil. I you look it up. I can't look it up right now. You look it up. I can't see. I think I think it's. Well, here's the one thing I'm going to say this, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. Here's the one thing that I was always worried about, okay? So Chris Jericho called himself many different things, right? He called himself Le Champion. He called himself the Demo God. He calls himself the Goat. But he also most recently has called himself the Wizard, right? The Wizard. Do you know where I'm going with this? No, but it's dumb. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. I was just glad he didn't put anything in front of the word wizard. Because I think that could have drastically gone wrong. Do we know where we're going with this? There, there ain't nothing grand about that. Oh, oh I'm glad my God. he did I'm glad he didn't say that. <laughs> I'm sure there was somebody who was like... Don't you dare. Well, that That's was my point, though. I was worried that he was going to call himself, you know, and I thought, please don't. Please don't. That would be bad. 
That would be very bad. I can't find anything of what he calls his followers. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't know, Freeland, but I know I'm better than you, and you know it. Let me ask you a question. What do you, What would you think of the name of Maxwell Jacob Freeland? <laughs> hey, we this all know who. Terrible. We all really know uh, it's you because it has the word free in it. That's right. But only one E because he doesn't give nothing away for free. Because I give nothing away for free. Not one iota. Let's throw it to the ass man. Ass man, what's on your mind? Uh, the floor is yours. Talk about whatever you want. Yeah, not a lot on my mind. I'm just, you know, just trying to be a half-decent person, trying to live life, watch a bit of wrestling. And, yeah, well, finished up a couple of woodworking projects this weekend. Nice. So, so I'm on to, to new and work on a couple about things. What's that shirt? So talk about that shirt there, bud. That's a sweet so, shirt, dude. So Chinlock Wrestling, they're a, a local promotion here in town run by uh, Jan Murphy. He's actually good buddies with Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer comes to just about all the shows here. Uh, it's also sponsored by Gino's Pizza. Uh, Jan's one of the owners of that. They just put off uh, shows here probably every two, three months. Uh, and it all goes to uh, different foundations around here, different youth groups and whatnot. And they put off great little shows. Uh, they did a pre-COVID, they did a big show, a big fan fest. Uh, Jimmy Hart was here, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, uh, Bret Hart, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Hornswoggle, Billy Gunn, uh, Jimmy Corderas. Daddy ass himself. Um, wow. There was a couple of them. I'm forgetting them right now. And he just puts off shows. A lot of them were smaller. Obviously, that was a one-off, something huge like that. He's had Ricky Steamboat here. Ted DiBiase's been here. Uh, Jade Roberts been here. First it was a one at a time, small then it was two at a and, time. Yeah. Then two and with they, toys. They they put off good shows. Uh, and yeah, all the money they donate, all the profit they donate to different things around here. Wow. Youth groups and yeah, he's just, just a good guy, puts off a good show. So we ought, to, from him. we ought to uh celebrate them. We ought to go ahead and maybe have him on. Or have some of the talent on and promote that because you know what? It's neat to see people doing good things. It really is. Yeah, all kidding aside. Me to them. Absolutely. Please do so. Yep. No problem. Rit, you look like you're confused or you've eaten too much bread and you somehow can't get that last movement passed. What's uh, what's on your thoughts? No, I'm I'm cool. I'm ready to go. Uh man, I just can't wait for AEW tomorrow night. I, I'm 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 still a little disappointed because these Philly shows keep coming up with AEW, and man, I just I, I just can't get to them. How far away is Philadelphia from you right now? Two hours. That's not bad. It's it, it's that Thursday morning wake up, and then I I know if okay, if I'm gonna have to leave work early because I'm gonna have to text Jerry and be like, yo, let let's meet for a beer. If you're doing a Philly show, you let me know ahead of time. I'll take a couple of days off and drive down. That's not a no bad problem. idea. I mean, he does live in a foreign country, which once again, you got to be careful about that. People from passport. foreign countries, you got to pass. Okay, there you go. You're good. And it's going to take him a couple days to drive down here. I have a truck, not a fucking horse and buggy. <laughs> but I have you guys somebody should do a podcast together. 
We, we did. Do, I, no, it was no, no, called no, no, no. the Beardo. Yeah, no. we had one of them. <laughs> I got fired from that one, too. <laughs> My God. Written Renegade. Something has something happened to that guy with his poor dog. That's, that went to shit in a handbag. Then the Cult of Beardo, which I think the whole identity of that show was have great wrestling talk, but also work in making fun of me as much as humanly possible, which I felt like was definitely a, a talking point for that. But that somehow ended. So now uh, we're just we're just doing this. It's a rebrand, relaunch. It's everything is relaunched. By the way, I have uh, I, I've talking I've talking. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm oh, an educator. God. I've spoken. Don't teach English, do you? I have. I did. Yeah, I'm. I've yes. spoken with uh, an aforementioned individual, and uh, everything is smooth. We're good now. Cool. We are smooth as peanut butter, so everything is good to go. Oh. Uh, uh, I like chunky peanut butter. You that's like what I was thinking. Well, guys, with that being said, it has been fun. It's been awesome. And there's only one last thing I have to say to... uh... This is fantastic. Oh, my God. For Christopher Budd. For Christopher Budd. For The Rit. I am Mike Freeland. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Join us next week. Casey joins back with the group. We'll talk about more wrestling, more cosplay, and all the fun, good things. Answering your questions as well. Remember, if you're enjoying this show, you can also listen to our other shows. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast. Get all your daily news in a one-stop podcast. You can find that anywhere podcasts are made available. And the book club overbooked. You can go ahead and follow that. We are currently working on our book right now. You can shut up. You can shut up. We are still working on that book. We will be wrapping that up. Somewhere uh, I'm expecting that news coming out with part coming out in the second book. Too. <laughs> the next book is going to be Doctor Seuss, and it'll still take nine months to get through it. That's enough. We're we're getting great numbers on this, so we we appreciate you guys bearing with us. When I texted, when I texted the writ, I told him a new episode. He sent me uh, a text message. I'm not allowed to read out loud, but he was he was shocked. He was shocked. So follow us, and we have that coming out as well. So with that being said, like I said, I'm Mike Freeland for the writ for the butt. We will catch you next time on Burt Room Material Live. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.